Gannon with Mad About Miniatures. My guest this week is Tanya Melendez. Her miniatures have been featured in House Beautiful and look as real as they are beautiful. We talk about her design process that helps her achieve that realism, as well as her love of cakes, both real and mini, and so much more. Let's get started. Hello, Tanya. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Becky. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you. And I understand that you got into dollhouses sort of the same way I did as something to fight boredom and anxiety during COVID. Yes, I did. As a matter of fact, it definitely was one of those things that I loved when I was younger. Yes. But during the pandemic, I, like many people, was extremely anxious. And I think being at home, because before I was at 100 miles an hour, I was very busy. I had a lot going on. I was involved in many things. And then all of a sudden, everything halted. And then I was home and I was even organizing the junk drawers in my house. And so, you know, you get to that point where I was just very anxious. So I definitely needed something to use that energy towards. And minis ended up being definitely my outlet for it. It's funny you say that about organizing the junk drawers because (laughs) a lot of my friends were saying, you know, I'm finally going to have the time to do that. And then a lot of them did do it. But what I found out about myself is apparently there just isn't enough time in the world for me to want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) After a year, it appears that the time was not what was stopping me. I think I can safely say. Did you have a childhood dollhouse? Tell me about your your mini recollections from your childhood. Well, I did have a childhood dollhouse. I had this huge Victorian. It's kind of similar to uh, my Walden house, the painted lady. Mm-hmm. But I had it when I was about 10 to about 15, 16. And I, I mean, of course, we, you know, when you became become a, a teenager, you don't want to play with it anymore because you feel so grown up. Uh, But I did always love it. I kept it uh, even after I was married. And then I uh, gifted it to my husband's nieces. So was dollhousing the first thing you thought of when you were looking for your energy? Did you go through some other things? I have uh, another hobby of mine, which is, of course, journaling. And I absolutely love it. And I had organized uh, several of my journals. Uh, with for my travels and and all of that, but that was creating a, a bit of nostalgia, and it was making me a little bit more depressed because I knew I couldn't travel that year or that oh. at that time, right? So I it didn't do what it usually did, which was to distract me and get me ready for something new. Now I, the adventure was going to be at home, so I had to I kind of had to um, shelf that a little bit. So I I told my husband I was like, well, maybe I can just redecorate. And I just used the words redecorate. And he was like, no, no, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> not again. Like we're, we're redecorated out. You know, the house was done. I, I couldn't find anything else. And I love to decorate. I didn't have any more projects to do. And I was uh, looking online just to maybe change pillows, something in the house. So I saw this living room and it was so gorgeous, so fresh, so chic, but it was miniature. Once I started looking into it, started going through the hashtags of, the mini life. And I stumbled upon this amazing community of creative minds that were just blowing me away with what they were doing with miniatures. It wasn't so antique. Um, It wasn't just like before where you only had one style of what you could do. You know, growing up, you only had the Victorian or you had the traditional and that was kind of it. Right. 
It's not your mother's dollhouse or grand, our great grandmother's dollhouse. Exactly, where everything was very antique, and I still love the antiques. But I just was like, wow, I was so impressed. It was so fresh, so young, so new, so current. And I, I started reading a lot of the stories and about how a lot of these gals were and guys were um, being creative. And I just, I told my husband, I think this might be it for me. And I contacted uh, this really nice lady on Marketplace. And her name was Tanya also. And she had the painted lady and she had some furniture in it. And I got in the car with, with Angel and we went and, and got, our, got my first dollhouse. Yay! Yay! <laughs> it is exciting to get your first dollhouse, isn't it? Yes, especially now as a big girl. I, it, was, it was so much fun and he was so supportive and I thought it was going to be a bit just daunting. And then I just uh, connected online and uh, that's where it just kept going. And it, it has been so, so much fun and so exciting. So I, I love, I've loved every minute of it. I love it too. I think your houses and you have seven of them. Is that right? Yes. Well, I have to confess I've purchased Uh-oh. a couple extra. So I'm, I'm, I'm at 10, but Becky, we've, we've, we've discussed this. Don't make me feel bad, um, <laughs> but I, I've only finished three and I'm still working on the fourth one and the other ones will be for the future. I just could not allow them to not be rescued. They had to come home with me. <laughs> I, you know what? I am laughing, but I totally understand. Yes. And I'm not surprised that there are more since we talked. I think I had shared with you that in my life, they just keep turning up. I think I keep talk, talking about like stray cats. Yes. You know, like if you love cats, and I do, but I'm allergic. But there are times where if I had wanted a cat, I wouldn't have had to go get one. I can think of at least five cats that would have been happy to have joined my house. <laughs> yes. And that's how dollhouses are. How do you say no? Well, you you can't because it's just something when you love the architecture of them or you just uh, can appreciate it or you have somewhere to store them. Again, not everyone has that opportunity yes. to be able to, to store them. So if you're fortunate enough to, to do that, it's fantastic. The point is, is that I there's been some that literally are going to go into the trash and I just can't. I, and my heart hurts at the thought of it that happening. So Right. So I'm like, no, they can't go into the trash. I hear you. I've, I've yes. saved a few from the trash, too. Yes. But anyway, back to yes. what you're talking about. Yours look so real to me. They really do. And I think we were talking about this and I was trying to figure out why yours look so real. And I think one of the reasons is, you know, what you discussed with me when I asked you how you design. And mm-hmm. you said you try to imagine yourself actually in the space and where you'd put your drink and how you live in it. And I think that that is part of what results in them looking so, so incredibly real. Thank you so much for saying that, because that for me has been one of the biggest compliments, just that I sometimes I'll, I'll have someone say, oh, I had to take a take a double look because it looks so realistic. And, and that's huge for me. And it is what we talked about that I do imagine myself there. And I guess I can think of the bay seating in Southern Oaks, the, the room that has the blue and white bed. I think about that space and I think about that little bay window. I've always wanted a bay window. I think of being in that room in the morning and 
bringing up a tray with coffee or book and, you know, would I prop myself up on those pillows? Would I be comfortable? What would I be looking at? You know, if I sit there, do I want to look at my bed? Do I want to look at my linens? All those things I really think about. I really enjoy that part. And I do take special care to think about placement. And like I said, if I would be sitting in my sectional or if I would be playing the piano, which I don't, but in my mini life, I do. Oh, me too. I am an accomplished pianist and have yes. pianos in two of my houses. Yes. In real life, I gave up the clarinet in about sixth grade, but you know. Right, right. These are our fantasies and it's, it's fantastic. So I think about all of that and it does allow me to be really creative and to be connected with my spaces. And the point of what I've been wanting to do in my miniatures is sometimes take a bit of a breather from all the heavy energy that's surrounding us. So what a wonderful place to escape to these little spaces where I imagine myself in a different place or at the beach or in another country or what have you. Well, and I love that the way you're using your imagination is still in a practical way. Mm -hmm. If there was the real house, what would I be doing? Right. I've really been thinking about that all week because when I look at a room, I didn't used to picture myself on the couch. You know, I would just say, you know, what would this room need? And then because I'm so color oriented, you know, this yeah. corner needs orange, this corner needs turquoise. Right. I spend a lot of time balancing it out. Yeah. And so after we talked for the first time, I went back to the, the one house I have. Okay, more than one. Confess. <laughs> My, our listeners know that that's not true. <laughs> And I tried to imagine myself in each room. And, you know, I really think that you've hit on something. You know, I'm changing things around and doing things a little differently and putting in some more things because of that. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. I'm so excited. I'm going to have to take a closer look now at some of your updates to see what little extras you put in there. The biggest thing, when I really looked at your pictures, one of the realistic touches was storage. Yeah. And I realized... I have no storage in my house. <laughs> I mean, I have cabinets where the doors are closed, but you have wicker baskets, you yes. have little things like that. And, you know, it really does add to the realism. Mm -hmm. At the beach cottage, one of the ones that you had mentioned that it had the rattan pullout baskets. And what I thought about when I was creating that little corner was, okay, so I'm at the beach, I'm relaxing. I would like to put my feet up, have a glass of wine. And then I, what about my magazines? Where would they go? What about the remotes? Where would they go? What about, you know, just extra storage or maybe a throw? All those things that you would need on a daily basis. So that practicality does make you feel like you live there. I'm thinking about where to put my first storage basket. And one of the things that's going to be in it is a little picture of you. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise I wouldn't do that. Another thing I really noticed is you use glass jars so well for so many different things. And they look like the same little dollar store jars that I have. Yes. And I just really was struck by your creativity. You have them labeled with salt and sugar. You have them unlabeled without lids for flowers. You have them as a terrarium. You put shells in them. You turn them upside down. <laughs> I started counting on your Instagram, <laughs> and I think at like 20, I just sort of gave up. But the most creative use of the glass jars I found is you actually made a lamp of them. Yes, I did. You stuck a little metal pole, or maybe it was just a straw spray painted gold. I couldn't tell. And a mm -hmm. little 
and a little lampshade. And I thought, wow, how clever is that? I sure did. That's exactly what that is. That is the large glass and what, and you're very close. It's not a straw, but it is a, one of those, one of those little round wood yeah. dowels. And I did paint it gold and then I hot glued it down and then I used foam inside of it, you know, to kind of be able to sustain the shade for the lamp. And it was one of my first things that I created in Walden House in that little hallway. And it's one of my favorites. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you noticed that. <laughs> well, it's funny because I just started on my beach house and mm-hmm. I had a little brown wooden thing, but for the end table top. I didn't have anything to set it on. And usually I stack up beads or, you know, I looked at all my usual solutions and none of them were quite right. So I actually thought of you and I took a jar, turned it upside down and I spray painted it coral. And that was the base for my coffee table. Perfect. I love it. I might have to use that in in something else. That's part of what I love about this community is that we can look at other people's things and, you know, not really copy, but learn from what they're doing and be inspired by what they're doing. Absolutely. I think that whenever we use something from someone or or we learn from them, it's so nice when, when we share that because many times I've come across someone that says, oh, look, Tanya helped me do this or, or at Cherie's Mini, you know, was my inspiration for that. And you're humbled by that because you're like, oh, wow, thank you for, for sharing that. So sometimes that just happens where something strikes you you love it. You're inspired by it. And it's so wonderful because as a community, we share. And my husband talks to everybody about how amazing the mini community is, which I think is hilarious. And he tells people like if they come and buy something or they come and pick up a house or we or we go and get something, he'll say, you've got to join them on Instagram. They're so nice. And they're and they send things to each other. And they're, and they're always laughing. And my wife's always talking about how wonderful they are. They're so inclusive. And I'm like, you never even, but he knows about it because we've got such a great rapport as a community. And it's wonderful to see that. It really is. It really Mm -hmm. is neat to see that. And it's just something that I really, really treasure. I noticed that I'm not the only one who sort of found you on Instagram by how real your pictures are. You ended (laughs) up in the issue of House Beautiful. Yes. Which is amazing. I mean, your rooms do look like they're out of House Beautiful, but they actually are out of House Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Which is really something. So how did that happen? Did you know someone? Did they just call you out of the blue? Well, they literally called me out of the blue. Uh, Leah Picard uh, was the writer that had been uh, given the uh, opportunity to write about dollhouses during the pandemic. And I had actually shared in one of my posts saying that one of the, the reason I had started was because of the pandemic, because we were shut down. And I had shared how it had helped me and how great it felt and, you know, how it was a wonderful outlet. And she reached out and asked me if I would be willing to uh, have an interview regarding my love of minis and how uh, it had helped me and my design style. And we were on the phone for quite a while. It was such a lovely conversation. She is so much fun, so kind. She is a she writes about food um, most of the time, and she actually had loved the kitchen island in Southern Oaks because I had done one of those setups that I like with all the food because I'm always hungry. And I love to eat. You have beautiful food displays. Because in my mini world, I don't gain weight. You know, I don't have to watch it. You know, calories, nothing. I just can eat like that all the time. 
right? And when I bake, it stays clean, etc. So she really had enjoyed that particular scene. So I, I was so shocked when it happened that I thought, well, you know, I'm sure she's interviewing a lot of other people. And, you know, just the fact that I was even considered, I thought that was it, you know, because I didn't, I didn't hear back from her for a little while. And then she, she sends me a message and is like, okay, well, the article's out. And I was like, what, 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 what happened? What happened? And when I read it, I, of course, got emotional because, you know, who, who doesn't get emotional about something like that? And House Beautiful is my absolute favorite uh, magazine. I have a subscription to them. So it was extremely um, rewarding, humbling, and something that I'll never forget. You stretched yourself and something happened that you'll always think of fondly. Yes. Yes. You know, that you had this opportunity at a time when you were literally stuck inside. Correct. And at a time where I had to find something, uh, not to reinvent myself, but to utilize my energies and my creativity and to have it uh, seen in such a positive light. It's been something that for me has really changed me. I will never go back to who I was before, which I loved her too, but I love this new me. Uh, that I try different things, um, opened myself up quite a bit. We've talked about that also, because um, I, I tend to be a little bit more quiet or reserved. And it, this has really opened me up. And it's it's just exposed me to so many different opportunities. And I've met such amazing people. I've made such great friends. Sometimes when you're stretched a little bit, and we talked about my love of butterflies. And, you know, it doesn't start out so pretty you know, it's a caterpillar and maybe someone might not see that as beautiful, but just the process the stretching, the, the, the challenge of getting out of that cocoon and then turning into something so exquisite. I think that when you're challenged and you're put in a situation where it's difficult and you see it as an opportunity versus just, I can't, you see it as what can I do? And you expose yourself to just thinking a little bit differently. You would be surprised at what you can accomplish. Well, if anyone uh, has not seen your butterfly collection, and there are butterflies <laughs> in several, you need to go back and scour her Instagram. Sure. But there are some beautiful butterfly collections in there. And that's one of your personal touches. I think another yes. personal touch is you have so many cakes in your pictures. <laughs> yes. And about by the third or fourth cake, I started to think, this is someone who bakes. Yes. And there were two reasons for that. One was just the sheer number of pictures. <laughs> but actually, the other one was some of the cakes were perfect. And some of the cakes looked like the cakes mm -hmm. I might make, you know, if a friend come over. Correct. Maybe it's a little lumpy. Right. They're cakes of someone who makes cakes and eats cakes. And not every cake yes. is a wedding cake. That's what my cakes look like. Not like some of these other cakes. <laughs> right. And you do, in fact, bake quite a bit, right? I do. I do. I bake quite a bit. I'm actually gluten-free, and I think that's one of the reasons why I ended up having to really work hard on being creative with my, with my cakes. It's not as moist, and so it led me to be more involved in making pastries. And I make both because my husband doesn't like the gluten-free, so I make him non-gluten-free, and I eat the gluten-free ones. And then when I did that one cake that you mentioned... I literally said that on the post. I was like, sometimes the, the ones that are not so perfect are the ones that taste the best. Because my cakes, when they're really delicious, they're usually not symmetrical. <laughs> Something with them is not quite right. And I know it's going to be a really good cake because it's just, it's probably extra moist. Well, 
sometimes I'm a little impatient, so I get the cake out. And <laughs> maybe it started out perfect, but if I ice it too soon or cut it exactly. too soon, then it's not so perfect anymore. Sort of like, you know, now that I think about it, sometimes I'm a little impatient with my miniatures. Sometimes I just can't wait for that paint to dry. Have you ever ruined anything because you can't wait for the glue or the paint? Yes, of course, all the time. I don't do everything exactly perfect because I am I am quite impatient. And I actually, when I see in, in other creators that are, oh my gosh, so meticulous and so perfect, I really enjoy that because I think, wow, you know, that's the area where they're really, really good at that. And where I, in my case, I do like the imperfections. I do like that things are a little messy or that they look a little older or dated or a little worn out because if you have an older home, for example like an antique home or, you know, one of those homes that, you know, we all dream about, but it has the floors that creak and, and the molding is from, you know, 1800s and which you would love to have that or 1900s. It's like, oh my gosh, it would be wonderful. Right. But that you're not going to have perfect molding in those houses, right? You're not going to have that. And I want to create that feeling in the minis. So even if I do make a mistake on something, I usually just either caulk it or put a little bit of hot glue, I very rarely start all over again. Because then I say, you know, that's part of my process. I, I usually I'll even put things in my minis that, that are not perfect because it's it was something that I made and I just want to enjoy what I made. And I feel really proud of whatever I make. I think it's funny because when you talk about your house not being perfect, I can't imagine what you're talking about. When I look at the pictures, I only see perfection. So I'm sort of sitting here with my mouth open. But I get where you're coming from and I agree. I think one time I had a gal uh, post something and she was so nice about it because she says that she really enjoyed my front window in Southern Oaks in the living room. Because it was even the, the, the door, I'm sorry, not the window, the door has the natural gaps that a door sometimes has when it's older. It's not, it's not perfect. She's like, I enjoy that because it made it, she's like, it makes me feel like I'm at, in my house because my house looks like that. So I think there's both sides to, to loving both ways of doing things. It just depends on what you want to see when you walk by your mini, whether you want it to be exact or whether you want to feel like you kind of live there in a very relaxed space. Both are fantastic. It just really is more about what you enjoy. Oh, I couldn't agree more. This, in no way am I criticizing No, people, no, no, I know. People who are perfect. In fact, I envy yeah. you people. But, uh, <laughs> no, 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 yeah. It, no way. I mean, you know me, I'm a proponent of it's your dollhouse. You know, you do you, girl. But, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yes. But my me just won't be perfect. Yes. So one thing I really notice about your Instagram is that your pillows look different from, I think, everyone else's pillows. They're very perky. Can you share with us what you stuff it with that makes it look a little different? So what I do is I definitely put a little bit of padding. But what I do is that I put either Epsom salt or bath salts, just some kind of heavy salt. I have actually came across that tip online. I'm not sure where it was, but it was such a nice idea. And I know, granted, that sometimes they get a little stiff, especially if you use like the bath salts or Epsom salt. And I get that. But overall, as long as you touch it again, it gets soft again. And for the most part, you're not really going to fluff your pillows. It gives you the option or the opportunity to be able to get them to kind of sit and weigh down a little. Because if not, they're too light. They're, they're, not, they're just not heavy enough. It's my version of a goose down. So thank you for sharing your tip. I'll have to put up something of, you know, our pillows side by side. Absolutely. Right, right. 
And so you had mentioned journaling, and that's another thing you put in your house. You put these cute little journals that look like they have all kinds of tickets and fun papers and stuff in them. Yes, yes. I do junk journals. And then what I I do with them is I usually use them for, I've got one that I create for every like six months. And I keep whatever I'm doing, whether we go, when we used to go to the movies or whenever we would go to a special place to eat, or I would find something that I enjoyed, I create one for either every day I journal or every other day, right? And I used to keep a journal of that. But then I also, I use them for travel. So when I would go away, I would um, keep Every, a lot of things from when I go map, stubs, receipts, uh, flyers from a place that I visited, et cetera. And then I would make a journal out of it. And so I would, I print pictures and, and that way, you know, you can kind of go old school and I get them sent to the house. And it's wonderful because then, you know, I create that, that, that whole illusion or that whole feeling of every step that we took. So if we went to the restaurant, it has the receipt or a ticket stub to a show and then have pictures of myself, my husband, uh, things that we're doing. And that's what I, and they're fat and they're literally that big. And so one day I said, oh, I, I need to have one of these when I sit in my bay window. Cause that's what I would do in my mini world, right? In my, in my imaginary world, I would be sitting in that bay window using my junk journals. So I made, I made one and it was so much fun to make. I ended up making a whole bunch more. So these little ones that I made, I don't have exactly all those things because they don't fit, but I made them really fat. <laughs> I made them really thick to give that same illusion of what I do. Cause I put lace, I put, um, fabric, I put all kinds of things in my junk journals and there's, there's so much fun. So I wanted to personalize that, that into my house. I wanted to put more of myself into them. That's so cool. So right now you have, of the houses that are furnished or sort of decorated in part, three, four? I have three that are fully furnished, which is the Walden House, my first one. Okay, and what theme is that? That house, I, I don't have a theme in this one. That was just basically color and texture. So the color pattern that I wanted was more of the darker hues, like the navy and the darker green and the right. and the blue. So that one is, is, I went with color. With Hampton Cottage, which is the beach house, that one is the greens and pinks with grays and natural tones. But that one's a beach house. And then uh, I've got the other cottage, which is like a Tudor one, and that's uh, Casita Bruges. And that one, I feel like I'm overseas or maybe somewhere a little bit more... Um, like a mountain retreat ish, and that one's more of the blues and the grays and the and the slightly pre autumn colors or autumn colors. So that's the feeling that I have in that one. And of course, I've got Southern Oaks now, and Southern Oaks is more of a grand millennial, a little bit more fresh, lighter colors. The pinks and the blues, yes, of course, but in a in a lighter tone. And is that the one you're working on now? Yes, that's the one I'm working on now. Okay, so I want to make sure you always have a dollhouse to work on. <laughs> <laughs> I think I am because I still have the other sticks that are just sitting there looking at me like when is it going to be my turn <laughs> so let's see what happens <laughs> I know sometimes people write like when are you going to do this one and I'm like well you know I have kind of a I guess dollhouse and waiting you know uh, they have mm-hmm. to take a number they do <laughs> they have to take a minute but but the nice thing is that if they're there and depending on what you're in the mood for because sometimes you're not in the mood to decorate and sometimes you're not in the mood to remove wallpaper or to put the lighting up. It just, I put things depending on the mood that I'm in. So sometimes I'll work on a house that I know I'm not going to do right now, 
but maybe that day I'm in the mood to paint. I have the energy and the mindset for it. And that's what I want to do. So I'll paint a house or I'll do shingles or I'll do that way. It doesn't stunt me. Right. I agree with you totally and completely, except for I'm not sure if I'll, if I ever wake up and say, I feel like removing wallpaper today. (laughs) I've had so much fun talking to you. It's, it's so fun to talk to other people about it. Don't you think? And to share that. Yes, I do enjoy that. And just the amount of fun that we're all having together and how we're celebrating each other's successes, all that to me has been such a lovely, wonderful thing to see happen. You know, there's really so many more artists. And I Mm -hmm. think that's what we are. A lot of people don't want to call it. You know, there's more artists in us and more artists out there than I think we ever realize. Yes. Oh, my goodness. You nailed it with that because the amount of creativity and the way that someone will see something from such a different perspective, same thing, but from a different perspective. And you're like, wow, I never thought about using a capsule for this. Or I never thought about using, you know, whatever. You still think about it, but someone else thought about that. And it's just so, but the artistry is just incredible. And to be part of that, you know, and to be included in that is pretty humbling. It's, 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 it's so special. It is. We are creating beauty, you know, out of little tiny bits of whatever. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Of whatever. I, I do need to come up with another example, though. I do like to recycle and upcycle. But I yes. think every time I ask, if someone asks me, the first thing I think of is I love to use those little champagne cages as plant stands. But I don't want you all to get the idea that I'm going through champagne by the case. <laughs> it's just the first example that comes to my mind, I promise. <laughs> we, we, we don't judge. It's happy hour sometimes everywhere. <laughs> so no worries. <laughs> but that's okay. It's a fun one. Well, yes. Tanya, I hope everyone enjoyed this as much as I did. And thank you for sharing you know, your heart, your passion, your design process with us. And uh, it was just so lovely. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was so nice to talk to you, even though we share all the time online. But all these these past few weeks where we've talked a little bit and, and gotten to know each other more has been really special for me. So thank you so much. And I'm so glad to be part of this and that you included me. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you and have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. That was so fun. I really enjoyed talking to Tanya. Next time, I have a real treat for you. I will be interviewing Bridget McCarty. She started making and selling miniatures right after college and is a fixture on the miniature circuit. Her work has graced countless miniature magazine covers. And fun fact, she used to work at Disney. Be sure to catch our interview on July 27th. And listeners, if you enjoyed this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you'd take a moment to subscribe and leave a review. It really helps the podcast grow. And finally, remember, it's your dollhouse. Only rules that apply are the ones you create for yourself.